What's up, everybody? This is Matt and Matt. What's up, everybody? Uh, we I guess are... welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Strong intro. Welcome to the podcast. We are at my house in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, Hep is up here trying to uh, figure out when and if he's going to move here. Yeah, it's my technically my birthday is in a couple days. Happy birthday! Yeah, if everyone will stop what you're doing and message me, happy birthday. I assume that by the time you hear this, I'll have been it'll been a couple months. But <laughs> either way, dude, I love that. Don't how it's been going. It'll be a couple months. <laughs> well, I just mean by the time they hear this episode, I will have already my birthday's in two or three days. So two days. So by the time they hear this, it will at least have been what six, seven weeks. Yeah. So we're actually recording today is December first. Yeah. So so we'll see how long it takes to get it actually do the podcast. Yeah, but still send me birthday messages because I'm super needy. I love affirmation, and uh, you can send me birthday messages all year long. Or don't, and you can make him try to be more uh, try try to solidify his inner Matt Hepness. Some identity issues here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we don't usually get to record. Uh, Together. In person. This is the second time. The first time we recorded in person was the episode with David. And this is the second time, I think. Because normally we are... We're two and a half hours apart. Yeah, so we're having to call in. And then, Lord, if we have a, if we have a third person involved, we typically have to pull them in on Skype or something. And that's been a whole freaking nightmare trying to figure out... Apparently, Skype does something. You guys will... Uh, by now, if you've listened to the rest of the podcast, you'll have heard some... Maybe less than some technical difficulties. Some, yeah, some technical difficulties <laughs> on the audio side. Apparently, Skype does a thing that I didn't know about, where it automatically, if your mic is plugged into the same source, the computer uh, at, at, that you're running Skype from, it'll automatically adjust your volume. So I didn't know that, and you guys had to listen to uh, crap, probably. I don't know. Yeah, it's funny because I, you know, as soon as we got all uh, all of our latest or all of our however many episodes we have. Uh, we've done so far. So as soon as we got those uploaded to our Libsyn account, essentially what happened is I went and listened to them and was driving in the car with my wife and uh, immediately noticed a problem (laughs) with the audio going up and down, up and down, getting super loud and super soft. So if you guys notice that stuff, which I'm sure you will. Oh, they notice. Yeah. You're gracious for hanging with us. I'm sure you will. So... Um, well, I'm not a freaking uh, <laughs> audio like I don't do this. Like I, I've learned how to do this crap because we had the bright idea to start a freaking podcast. It was a lot easier when we were on the phone talking for an hour and being like, "Oh man, this conversation will be a good podcast episode." That was easy, you know. Being you know thinking high level vision, but then all of a sudden it's like I'm you know we're having to learn how to edit and do all this crap. I mean, oh, it's a free and, and we work full time jobs, so it's not like. Yeah. Like I know several of the podcasts we listen to, um, like they get to do this full time, you know, or like, I mean, I bet Joe Rogan doesn't. Oh, he does. Like, he does nothing. He doesn't, he doesn't touch you. Do. I mean, I bet he doesn't even, I he bet just he just gets on and, and. And Jamie freaking sorts out all the Jamie? young Jamie that's on his podcast. Young Jamie. I haven't listened to it all that much, honestly. I've only listened to a handful of episodes. <laughs> well, that's a shame. I've listened to a handful of episodes, but anyway. Um, you know, it's been fun. I, if you're, uh, what's the Nichols, this is for you. If, if you had one thing, we were talking about this before, like 
For me, obviously, I think the big thing that I do is the audio thing, like just having to learn the audio thing. But you were making fun of yourself. <laughs> well, Dude, your wife was making fun of you, actually. Yeah. If I say atheist agnostics and gay people <laughs> one more time, I'm going to freaking slip my wrist. I'm oh, just man. <laughs> just kidding. And that's a good um, intro to the mental health episode that we're going to do soon. Yeah. So that's... Right. I'm not really going to slip my wrist anyone or everybody. Um, yeah, he just but, thinks it's funny to joke about suicide. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's funny to joke around. About I'm not going to kill myself. It's just all a joke. I think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. This is a terrible episode. This We're is so, we. This we, took a okay. dark turn. Okay. We do not think suicide is a joke. Just for the record. <laughs> Anyways, we so we have recorded our episodes pretty much a week apart. And apparently I've been thinking about the same three things for the last two months and they've just come out on almost every episode. Well, I think that some of the faith talks we have, it is easy to identify those groups of people, the gays, atheists, agnostics, whatever. Those are, those are kind of low hanging fruit for people who believe and think differently than we do. So I get why you would say those things, but it is funny how when you are, and you're also verbally processing. So when you, when you're talking, I'm very much so that way. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because as you're talking, you're. I know the point you're trying to get. I bet all the listeners know the point you're trying to get. And so you'll be saying like a statement about something, and what you are trying to do, it feels like, is to interject. Oh, hey, here's you know an example of a different type of person. But it's always the same three. It's, it's the triple threat, man. It's the, the gays, the atheists, yeah. and the agnostics. Yeah. I just think that that's so funny because. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm doing my best not to ever say those three things again, but it is funny or it's not funny. It's ironic because those three, those three demographics, if you will, um, are, 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 you're right. They're, they are low hanging fruit, especially with the background that we come from. So I just don't know why I keep saying it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly didn't notice it at first because, I mean, like you said, we so we've here's our, here's the way our process worked. We had this idea and we went and like, you know, got the supplies and figured out how to actually record and edit and all this kind of stuff. But we, you know, because we work full time jobs and because we do have other, you know, we have a life outside of this, I guess. And we have family. Not and much I'm, of a life. And but. I'm literally, my wife is about to pop with our first child. So yeah. we're getting ready for that. Yeah. Like, our creative process has been, it's been learning as we go. We record typically one, maybe on a fast week, two episodes a week. And we wanted to have a few kind of in the vault so that we wouldn't launch this podcast and then have to keep up week by week by week. So that if we have a busy week, I mean, it's, just, it's a nightmare. Like, can you imagine if we... If we just recorded the first one and then was like, okay, let's record the next one, try to get it edited, and we had a busy week, I mean, it would just we wouldn't do it. There wouldn't be a cadence to how we release, and so it's been it's been cool too. Like just to add on to what you're saying, it's been cool too because we literally went from idea to buying stuff to we just started recording, and now we're finding out or we have found out so many things that you just never think about. Like, oh yeah. That's what, well, that's sort of how I think we operate anyways. That's sure how I operate. I mean, let's talk about the changes that we've seen. Like, okay, so I remember the first episode we did, we sort of talked, you wanted to talk a little bit more about me in the second episode, we talked a little bit more about you. And in the first episode, which was only a few months ago, a couple months ago, um, 
I think the emphasis that I spoke about with regards to where I was at was mental health, depression, anxiety, things like that, which is still very real to me. At the time, I was even considering starting a nonprofit, though, you know? Yeah, that was on the first episode. <laughs> yeah, I think I even mentioned how I was going to start a nonprofit. I don't know if I did or not. You did. You talk about it. Which, for the record, um, I don't know where we're at with that, but I did. I met up with some people. I met up with a guy who runs a nonprofit. I met up with another guy who's really got his hands in the mental health arena. And um, I just decided I didn't have an idea that was fleshed out enough to actually commit to that because that's raising money. You're pulling people's funds into the uh-huh. whole thing. I just knew I was passionate about this thing, mental health and mental illness and things. So I decided to push pause on that. What was cool is I, I asked the guy who runs the nonprofit. I just said, hey, I don't, I don't, I'm not talking to you because I want to tell you this, this idea and for you to be like, oh, that's great, man. Cool. And then like, I actually want you to like be critical in your response to me. So like poke holes in it, ask me the questions that I'm not thinking about. And he did that. And I left there and I was like, oh man, maybe Maybe I need to think more about this before I do much more. Because, I mean, I was messaging people and trying to get ready. And then I met up with another guy who, uh, like I said, he's got his hands all in that world. And so he's actually starting something where they're going to try to train and equip people. And I just thought, man, if if there's people doing it and I don't have a fully fleshed out idea, like I'm not just going to go do it just to be like, oh, I started this thing. Like I feel like that's why, you know, we make fun of pastors a lot and like we make fun of like our own like church culture i feel like that is the conversation we have about pastors there's a ton of pastors that they don't actually even need to be pastors necessarily like there's not a real need for some of them not all of them but they just want to do it because they just want to do it they want to be the guy and so anyway we don't have to get into all that yeah yeah that's i wasn't trying to go into the weeds for sure but that's i didn't want to do that for me so fast forward eight episodes or however many that we've recorded up to this point and since then, I've started a business. And so I bring all that up just to say, yeah, you're right. We went from zero to freaking we're doing this. And then we'll learn. Well, too, too we <laughs> went into it. Yeah, we went into it thinking we're going to have all these guests on. We're going to try to line up guests every week. Things which like is that, a ton. Which is a ton of. It's a lot harder than you think. Yeah. And it turns out no one wants to be on your podcast when you don't have a podcast yet. Well, <laughs> well, that and also whenever we like when Jordan and I, my wife, listened to everything for the first time, she looked at me and goes, "Y'all don't, y'all don't need to have as many guests. Y'all just need to feed off of each other because I think it's a lot more enjoyable and people are going to like it that way a lot better." And so I think we we've even discussed like I don't know really if we're going to have like a cadence of when we're going to have guests on or not, but. We're just going to kind of fill this thing out and continue to do so. and Yeah, I like the idea of not being married to any specific process. Like, Because um, here's how I was feeling. We make fun of you for, feel, for for saying like the whole gay, agnostic, atheist thing a bunch. Yeah. The thing I would make fun of myself for, and I think it's actually it, the intention that I have is good, but I think I get lost in it. And I was talking, we were talking about this other night at dinner, actually. But for me, I think about how I want the flow of the conversation to always keep going. And I don't want to feel that that awkward tension of like, where's the conversation going? Are we going in the right direction? What's our time look like? All this kind of stuff. But when I get to thinking like that, I feel rigid. So as I was listening to myself, I noticed like, man, you got to freaking chill. And so I think it is going to be be more yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. And when me and you are just shooting the bull, it's a lot easier, you know? And so when we have, but when we have a guest on, I feel like, especially like, dude, we, when we, when we reached out to David, I reached out to his admin. Y'all weren't even talking to him at first. And I'm over here going, 
hey, uh, we want you to be on our podcast. We don't have anything we can show you. And so I felt this need to like try to look and appear way more professional than I felt. <laughs> um, which turned, it was so funny because it turns out he's like the most chill dude and like didn't, you know, he's not, he's not like that at all. Well, that went completely different than we thought it was going to go. We thought we were going oh, yeah. into that like, we have all these questions. We have this kind of trajectory that we would like it to go. And then he just wrecked all that and was like, I don't want to talk about this stuff. Oh, I want yeah. to talk about y'all. From the minute he said that, I was like, oh, shoot. What are we going to – okay, well um, – I, I honestly was like, oh, thank God. Well, I, I felt that to a degree, but I was also kind of like, uh, all right, well, now I don't – you know what I felt? I don't have control now, and which is fine, but I, I it just felt weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about editing. Like, how has that been? Mm. Well, I I will say I like editing more than I thought I would. So I, um, if you can hear a dog in the background, it's a dog in the background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, editing, I thought, I thought I would not like it. I thought sitting like at a coffee shop or in an office or whatever with headphones on, just banging through second after second after second, especially hearing my own. Vo- I hate hearing my own voice. Yeah, I have this higher pitched, nasally sounding voice, and I hate it. It is different. It's, my, it's my, weird. My Not voice, your voice. But I was like, dang, it's, dude, it's different. We're just gonna do that right here. <laughs> no, your no, voice is different, dude. You do sound like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you do sound like a like a girl. I talk like, like this. No, um, I, it it is weird just hearing your own voice over recording because you never do that. Oh, I can't get over it. I mean, which everyone feels that way. So I don't think people are listening to my voice right now and being like, man, what a nerd. If they are, it's not because of my voice. It's probably because of something yeah. stupid I said. But yeah. No, the editing process has actually been a lot of fun. There's there's something about it for me that it's sort of like, I think it's because I have to focus so much on what I'm listening to and cutting this and cutting that, that I can't pay attention to anything else. And a lot of times my gears are going 100 miles per hour. So I'm always thinking about seven different things. And when I'm editing this, I sort of have to hone in and concentrate on one. And so that's been cool. I still don't think I'm very good at it. I think I'm learning and I hope that it gets better. But I mean, I, dude, I started out the first time I edited this. I mean, I remember joking with you about it, but like I didn't know the different volume controls and how it all worked in the in the uh, program that we use. So like we record this whole episode. I got to edit part of it and realize I did it all wrong. Yeah. You know, like I looked at the levels and I was like, oh, shoot, that's going to sound not great. But whatever. It's fun. I mean. I, I like exploring it, so it's I I don't want to do it forever. So hopefully, if this thing turns out to be whatever successful looks like, you know, we can maybe bring more people to the table that are actually good at it and enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy it, but yeah. Well, and we started recording this thing. I mean, <laughs> this may not matter to you as much, but started recording this thing in the middle of deer season, <laughs> <laughs> which. For a lot of people out there, that's pretty crucial, <laughs> and me included. I'd be interested to know how many <laughs> of our listeners are like fit that demographic, like are hunting, fishing. Country. There's probably not a lot, honestly. There There's may not. be though, because you that's your that's you do. I mean, I I go hunting some, but but statistically, there's not a lot of hunters left. There's actually really it, it actually the hunters every year decreases by like millions in the u.s why is maybe not millions maybe hundreds of thousands why is that just lands are getting bought up bought and sold there's not as many so people are getting older so it's it's a matter of getting handed down there's all kinds of stuff it's really interesting but anyway i didn't mean to get in the whole hunting conversation no i mean we do we can go anywhere i like it it's fun 
I could talk about that for days, but I'm not going to. So started the podcast almost in the middle of hunting season. We started recording anyway in the middle of it. Then like I've got work. I travel a lot more than the average person uh, for work and, and stuff like that. So it's been hard for me to even meet up with you for you to show me how you've been editing. Oh, yeah. So I'm thankful that you like it, at least for the time being. I don't know. I think we, I mean, obviously we bring our own, we bring our own strengths to the table here. It's what the fun thing for me is I, I need, so this is going to sound weird. I don't know how many listeners we have right now. I don't know. I don't know if this thing's a flop. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if people even like this, but I know for me, I need this podcast. I needed to start it because it was a, where I was in my headspace, I needed a place to release and process. And honestly, I just, yeah. Yeah, but even beyond the kind of philosophical, theological, you know, the the head, the the mental part of it, I actually just needed. I had like, like all this pent up, like creative energy that I needed to get out. Sure. And I wasn't getting it out, and so I was finding myself like, you know, you go to work from eight to five or whatever, and then you've got your other crap that you know your things you're obligated to do or take care of or yard work or house projects or whatever else, and it's just like I needed something that wasn't tied to my income, that wasn't tied to like a need in my home. I needed something to put my energy into. So that's, again, we could have a hundred thousand followers. We could have three right now. It could just could be like our wives yeah. and our mom, you know, our moms. Cause we, we both have one mom. We both have, <laughs> well, we do both have one the mom. same. We don't, our mom. Yeah. 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 You see, you're making fun of me. <clears throat> I get it. I catch the joke. But, so I have a, I have a question way off topic, way off the start of the podcast. Um, we're going to kind of jump into something different here. So I recently have had something happen to me or ex- I experienced something that I want to know your thoughts about. Okay. But also I just want to know maybe what you would have done because <laughs> it is highly frustrating and I think it'll at least be entertaining to, to the listeners. Okay, I know the story you're about to tell, but we have not. We've you've told me the story, but we have not discussed my input about the story. But tell what happened, just so that people know what you're talking about. Okay, I'm going to try to give some context here first. I have, you know, we we moved into our house in February of of 2019, and we ended up buying two lots that were behind our house. Well. One of the lots has a neighbor that their backyard butts right up against the property. Which your property did not have a perimeter, right? Like no fencing? Yeah, so no fencing, no, like, to and give you an idea. I have, this is, I mean, 100 yards to the end of your yard, right? Uh, Well, just to give you an idea, like, I live in the middle of a neighborhood, and there are two lots that were deemed unbuildable that are behind my house because of they're on, like, this really steep hill. Okay, so your well, your, your backyard is basically what could it's an it's an acre each. No, it's just oh. an acre long. Okay, in the middle of a subdivision, which is kind of rare. Yeah, for Northwest Arkansas. Okay, so so, so did basically, not have a fence. Size sizing means that if it wasn't deemed unbuildable, potentially they could build two houses and have rooms for driveways in their own backyard. Yeah. So all of that is your backyard. Yeah. So huge. Okay, go ahead. So you don't have a fence on this thing. Yeah. So no fence. I had a small chain link fence around just the backyard of of our original property. So I ended up building over 500 feet of 
privacy fence. Which time out for the record that that story alone is really funny to me. We won't tell the whole thing, but long story short, our buddy Briley kind of has this motto: "Do hard things." <laughs> yeah, and he's always talking about like, "Hey man, sometimes I don't want to do crap, and I just have to suck it up and do it." And so he, him, and Nichols are having this like good conversation, and Briley's <laughs> talking about all the things he's overcome and how how much that motto kind of helps drive him. And Nichols is like. I, I need to do hard things. He's like, man, I could pay somebody thousands of dollars to build this fence, or I could build this fence myself. Man, I'm gonna man up and do it. Well, to get to the Riley thinks to that, it's a normal yard. Yeah, he thinks it's a normal yard. But to add to that, I'm kind of battling. Like, I know how to build a fence. But that's not the issue. Right. It's just that it's in the heat of the summer, and it's, it's huge, and it's over 500 feet of privacy fence. On top of that. I'm trying to think, well, do I really want to pay someone like 16 grand to build a fence? Like, no, I don't want to do that. So I spent much less doing so. Anyways, we're getting way off topic about a fence, but there's the... <laughs> you guys didn't know you were listening to the fence episode. Yeah. So there's a little bit of the context. I build this fence, right? And I box in my property that I bought. So I have three lots, fence them all in as one, and now I have just a really big backyard. Well, one of the neighbors texts me and says, hey, is this your fence that you connected to mine? And I'm like, yes, ma'am, it is. Thinking she's going to be proud of it. No. <laughs> so I guess the other thing is, I should say is, I ha- for some reason when they built the, the subdivision, I have hers... And two other neighbors, including my my own, gas meters on my property. I know this is getting way in the weeds. No, no, no. So, so she initially texted you. Hey, is this your fence? Yeah, is this your fence? And then she's frustrated. But the reason she's frustrated is because her, she assumes her, her gas thing. Yes, her her gas meter is on my property, about ten foot past so her she, back property fence. So she thinks my gas meter's <laughs> right there. That's my land. She assumes that her land goes 10 foot past her fence that was her property line <laughs> so what you, and is pissed us, about it. Tell us what you did because <laughs> I'm just like, I know you just did your due diligence in what you sent her, but for some reason it's so funny to me because you didn't argue with her really. Like you just were like. Well, so no, I didn't argue with her because I knew it was going to get nowhere. It, it wasn't going to go anywhere if I argued with her. So what I did was I looked up all the facts because before I built this fence, I did all kinds of research, found out where my property lines were, all that stuff. I sent her GIS data maps, uh, plat maps. I sent her all this stuff. I'm and then I pick- even included practical things like if you look at your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor's neighbor, look at all of their back property fence lines and it lines up with yours. So why, why would are yours you be the an special extra five feet? Ten feet. Like ten why feet? would yours be an extra ten foot past everybody else's back property line? That's not how neighborhoods are built. I'm just imagining <laughs> this woman who maybe she's nice, whatever, but in this moment she's frustrated or being crotchety or whatever. I'm imagining her just pissed off, sending you this text message, you guys kind of talking about it. And then her I'm imagining her grabbing her phone because she gets a little ding on her phone. It's you. And there's three or four like pictures of like GPS stuff, like and it, just like hard proof. And I can just imagine her just being like, "Well, she just questioned my sources. That's what she did. She questioned my sources, and I was. She think you I was very it? nice. I, mean, I don't know. 
I was very nice. I was very, you know, politically correct because I knew that if she gets too frustrated, she's going to want to try to bring this to city council, things like that. And so <laughs> I, which she has a history of. So I just responded in a very politically correct way, sent her all the facts, sent her all that. Well, then she goes down to the city courthouse, finds all the same documents that I sent her and finds out that her her property, where her actual property lines are, right? So then she moves from that to I'm calling to see if I can get my gas meter moved. Oh, she also questioned all She's, my sources. Okay. She also doubled down, was like, well, I don't, I don't know that I really trust your information. And I'm like, okay, go look it up for yourself. <laughs> then she, so to keep a long story short, she then goes from, so, so number one, I can understand her frustration if I indeed did confiscate part of her property, right? Like I would be pissed if somebody just took my property and fenced it in on their land. That didn't happen though. She never once has admitted that she's wrong. She's never once told me, hey, I'm sorry. I did not mean to blow up at you. But instead, what she did was she got upset and then moved from the property issue to I want you to disconnect your fence from the corner post of where you connected your fence to mine. That's the part that I, I don't know if it frustrates me or if I, I just honestly. My jaw just hit the floor. I don't know if I can take it seriously because everybody's fence, anyone with a yard, their fence connects to the guy next to their Mm -hmm. whatever. Like your fences connect. My backyard, I share a fence with somebody. And you build off of someone else's fence. Yeah. Otherwise you just, I mean, that's just so anyway. So, so you guys are, she wants you to do it and and you tell her. And I tell her, okay, I can put a post up and disconnect your, I'm going to do it. And here's why I'm taking the high road so much that not only all that, she tells me that I need to apologize because I never told her about the plans that I had for my own property. Which okay. didn't affect her other than putting nails in a post, in her corner post of her property now, to connect my fence to hers. That's the only way that it really, quote unquote, affects her. So put the icing on the cake here because there's two things about this story that you told me that she said. <laughs> one about a blanket, one about oh. a blanket. <laughs> So about then, God. yeah. So then... Uh, you know, I address the whole fence post thing and just say, I think this is a little petty. I think that this is, has moved from you being upset about an assumption to you now just being prideful. And I literally said this to her. She took that and was like, well, I guess I'm just going to need to donate this baby blanket that I'm knitting for you. Because we have a newborn son that's uh, about to be born here later this month. So, so yeah, okay. I then tell her, you can keep the blanket because... So, you actually wanna, tell her you can keep the blanket. You can keep the blanket because we don't want to accept gifts from someone <laughs> who talks to us the way that you've talked to us. She's been extremely rude. Are you afraid that you guys are going to get cold this winter? I'm afraid that my son will get cold, Yes. Do you <laughs> consider yourself a bad father for denying your son, your only son, a blanket? <laughs> anyway, okay, no. so she says that. So she says that, and then 
I feel and so then, bad for saying anything about you being a bad father. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm not. I mean, he's still in the womb right now, so. So it's not even real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Oh, wow. my gosh. Wow. Um, so then it goes from that to <laughs> she says that, well, you lost a good neighbor. She starts. You lost it. Is she moving? <laughs> because, <laughs> That's yeah. what I would have said. Are you moving? <laughs> she lost a good neighbor because how I've responded to her and because I would not apologize. So my next move in this whole exchange of stupidity, in my in my opinion, is I apologize to her. But it Ooh. was a it was a an apology that went just like this. I apologize for not talking to you about the plans that I have for my property that have never affected you. And how did she respond? She said, it's okay. Then she said, God bless Good. you and your family. Good. I hope the best for you all. After she has been the rudest person I have ever met over an, ass- an assumption that wasn't true, that she'd never apologized for, that I never asked for an apology for, but continued to double down, triple down, never once wanted to admit that she was wrong. God bless. It was all pride-filled. And then her last statement was, God bless you and your family. And here, here's the, the thing. At the end of the day, I'm not even messed up about the fence. I'm not messed up about her her assumptions. I'm not messed up about even having to put another post in the ground. I mean, I've put in a hundred or more, it seems like. I have not been able to get it out of my head that someone after that exchange would say, would like end. God bless. Yeah, she like what she... And you know how she feels, dude. She feels like she probably feels just in her her whole thing. She feels right. And then she feels like she took the high road because she like threw some Christian thing out. Like, well, you know what? I'm going to tell him, you know, that God bless him because he, you know, whatever. Like, well, I, you know, I, I'm i under the assumption that she probably does not have a happy life or something. Like, I feel bad for her in, a, in some respect. Dude, if she ever listens to this podcast... She's not going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> should we even put this in the podcast? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we should put this part right here where we're talking about what we should put in the podcast. Yeah. Anyways, so the reason I say all this Hep, is because, number one, I don't feel like I handled this thing poorly at all. My, me and my wife would, kept going back and forth like, no, don't put this. That's mean. So I would delete <laughs> things. And yeah. then, like, we would put back in things, like, instead of... Well, didn't you try instead to call of, her? I don't... Yeah, I tried to call her. So, she didn't want to have a, an actual conversation. She wanted to do this on text. Yeah. Which, which automatic... I mean, that's just the worst way you can do yeah. conflict. Yeah. So, you asked two questions. You said two things. You so said... I want to know what you would have done. Oh. How you would have handled it. Okay. And also, I want to know, like... What you feel about the God bless? Oh man. Okay. So, well, let me say this. I think it's. I don't know what I would have done. I feel like sometimes I've learned to be a little bit better with conflict. Like once upon a time, ain't no telling what I would have done. <laughs> um, That's why I ask. Yeah. I, do, I know. I know all of the. I really. I genuinely. And maybe I would have. But I don't know if I would move my post. I. I think I would tell her like, look, I'm not. I'm not 
building. I'm, I'm st- the fence is staying where it's at, so you can get over it or you can be pissed or whatever you need to do. But like the fence is staying where it's at. Yeah. Because everyone in the city or in the neighborhood, their fence is connected to each other. So I don't. And if she wanted to take it up with city council or the powers that be, cool. And if they told me to move my fence, I guess I'd move my fence. I don't know, but. I well, it's not moving the fence. It's just literally putting in one more post. Right. I don't know if I would do that. Like it, I might just because, like you said, it is fairly easy. But but I wouldn't want to do it out of the principle. And I, again, like I don't know, man. Like maybe I would. And I don't even know what the right thing to do is. Like I'm trying to think of this from the perspective of like what's the good thing to do? What's the better thing to do? Well, here here's what I think about it. I think that after mulling it over for weeks not maybe not weeks but for days after she texts me these things i'm taking the high road so much that i would i would rather put in a post than give her her, the satisfaction of like no it's me putting in a post is giving her satisfaction okay but i would rather put in a post and walk away knowing that i don't have a future battle about a post yeah, that's true. And here's the other thing. I have been... I also fully expect there's going to be something at some point that she's going to have to contact me about something. And and I have fully removed myself so much so that I am literally the next step that I have is to block her number and to make it to where the only way that she can contact me or my family... Is to like come over. Is to come over and knock on the door. Yeah. It's a... Uh... I mean, that's probably the best thing to do, honestly. I mean, you're removing all, like, uh, possible outcomes of, of a kind of warfare or whatever. I... Well, here, here's the big question. Then. I've picked battles that... Well, here... I've died on hills I shouldn't have died on. Yeah, well, here's the big question. And here's why I bring this whole thing up. What are we... If we are not trying to be like Christ, when all we want to do is criticize the stupidity of the church, how people have harmed people, how people have drugged people through the mud, how the church is doing things that suck, but who would we be, what would we be, if we didn't say, you know what, in this moment, I literally want to try to be like Jesus. Now that's an interesting perspective. This is where the God thing comes in for me, because... I don't know how it would have felt if I would have gotten a God bless from her. I, I may. <laughs> Dude, it, I, I'll just tell you this. It made me feel a type of way. that <laughs> Feel a type of way? It, made me feel some kind of way. <laughs> it made me feel a type of way that, dude, there was there's some, some words that I typed out and was hovering over the send button. But I chose to type backspace and never send those things. Well, okay. So here's – and this kind of goes into – I, I am so frustrated with mainstream Christianity right now. And I'm frustrated with myself. as I, I am not excluding myself from that category. I, sure. I get frustrated Neither with am myself. I. Neither am I. I think it's a healthy response, though, when you go, okay, we're talking about this Jesus thing quite a bit in a new way, by the way. We're not talking about it in some cliche sure. church kind of way that we've always talked about. We're talking about it in like, okay— we are committing our lives to following this dude. So let's figure out who he was, what he was about, all this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, I mean, you see people like this lady 
all over, dude. Like church people, Christians can be brutal. It's not just Christians, gays, atheists, agnostics. They can be the same way. Oh my God. <laughs> no, but uh, seriously, it's not just church people. But I will say this. When the we can't get mad at, at and by we, I mean church people, we can't get mad at people for, for putting the magnifying glass on us when we have identified ourselves by a religion or a faith that is supposed to be different. It's supposed to be loving, kind, yeah. gentle, patient, faithful, things like that. And so, yeah, when she acts like a total freaking jerk and then and then ends it with a God bless. I mean, I, well, here's, here's the thing. Here's what I recognize. And I know where you're getting at here. Here's what I think most people need to stop and think, because when you hear stories like this, there's a piece of me that goes, well, I would have done, I would have walked up to her door. I would have said, you know, whatever. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, is that happy people don't respond to people like this. Yeah, I mean... People that are, are... She sounds very unhappy. Yes. So if if you're if you're a happy person with the place that you live at, I get it if someone... Like, I'd be pissed, too, if somebody just fenced off a part of my property and assumed it was theirs. But she assumed, did not do the research. And whenever I gave her the facts, and when I gave her the research, she assumed that my research was wrong. And then doubled down, tripled down, and ended up it being nails in her corner post. Happy right. people do not get upset about those. Type well, of and things. if that was you, you probably still would have approached it differently. You wouldn't have freaking been like on one to, to your neighbor. And why did you, you know, all this kind of stuff. But <laughs> yeah. as it pertains to the, I mean, you asked about the God thing. I, I that does irk me, dude, because it probably didn't make me feel as strongly that it has made you feel because I wasn't the recipient of her blessing. But uh, I don't know, dude. I, this is what I and I hate. Sometimes I feel like I'm just crap, and all of your Christians. And I don't mean to have that posture. But and I listened. To, we were talking about that episode the other day that uh, Joey Svensson did. He said something I loved. He said uh, he said it's you know he doesn't want to be seen like he's being divisive or just really negative about the church and Christianity. But at the same time, you should be able to talk about the ugly parts of it. Yeah. Like we can't. Well, I think that's why I brought this up too. Yeah. yeah because people, because a lot of times we talk about this stuff and then we want to, we want to put the magnifying glass on the church and the, and the Christian perspective. But then people are like, well, you're not being honoring or you're not, people are imperfect. We shouldn't, we shouldn't, you know, the church is just a bunch of imperfect people. It's like, yes, but that is not an excuse to ignore or to like, we should be able to talk about the ugly parts of it. Yeah. We are imperfect people. And if we're going to acknowledge that, we should be able to have an open, honest conversation. So we should be able to talk about Instead of acting like, hey, I'm imperfect, but I'm going to show and, and try to act like I am perfect. Yeah. So when a lady like that spends all that time and energy over the course of several days and is very aggressive, won't even come talk to you on the phone or come over to your house, but refuse and, and, and just acts like this whole thing, how she plays it out. And then she wants to end it with like some sort of weird God bless. I assume, I think I can assume that she probably identifies as a Christian. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she know. doesn't. If And if, in which case that's just weird, I guess to say God yeah, bless. That'd true. be like me saying like, whatever, like picking a religious deity and Buddha, Buddha bless you. Yeah. Like giving <laughs> blessings on behalf of a deity. Yeah, yeah. 
That but, sounds so weird. But I think that like if she's gonna act like that, or if you're gonna act like that, or if I'm gonna act like that, and then sorry op- guys, and and then operate under this umbrella of faith and all the things that it's supposed to represent, I think you now deserve to. You're not beyond getting called out. Sure. And it's I I get on one about this like. What really gets me is some of these megachurch pastors that, you know, they, they're just beyond being called out. And like it, it's crazy to me. Like, you see guys fall all the time. And when I say fall, I mean commit sometimes crimes or get involved in some wacky stuff or just doing like unethical or weird things. And then all of a sudden it's like – and they're big public. They want to be these big public pastors in the spotlight. They're cool with that. Listen to my message, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then all their crap gets aired out, but we can't talk about it now because it's an imperfect person. He's, you know, we shouldn't have put him on a pedestal. It's like, yeah, well, duh, you shouldn't have put him on a pedestal. But the church culture, as it is right now, in this mega church world we live in, that's how it is. And when we have people that do stupid things that don't represent the faith that they have projected their identity as, it needs to be talked about. Is this lady a terrible person? Do we need to hate or shame her? No, no, of course not. And that wasn't the point of this. Yeah, of course not. But like what we should be able to do and what anyone should be able to do is say those behaviors weren't becoming. They weren't accurate representations of what the Christian faith says it's about. And we should do that with everything. I mean, people do it with businesses. B- businesses will fire you, man. Like, yeah. CEOs make one wrong statement and they're canned because what they said didn't, you know, it's bad news for the. It wasn't the, politically the, correct enough, or it wasn't whatever. Yeah. Well, dude, the thing the thing that I think about is, and I know we haven't talked much about this. Maybe we can do a future episode on it or something. But my dad, man, I used to get so wrapped up into people that wronged me or people that wronged someone that I love or whatever, and I just. Throughout this whole thing with this lady, all I could hear was my dad saying, son, one day she will get what's coming to her. Because if she's doing it to you, she's doing it to other people. And and unfortunately, or not unfortunately, I guess fortunately for her, dealing with you, like, not everyone's going to be as gracious as you were. Not everyone's going to be as kind. Well, I'm nice. not even trying to toot my own horn with that. I probably didn't handle it the best at some point in, in that whole thing. No, dude, you're right. She's she's wrong. We should egg her house. Yeah. But there, you know, the thing that I also think about too is I also heard my dad saying this to me like, son, there's going to be one day where she needs you. She's going to need you. Or she could possibly have to come knock on your door and need something. And that's when you will have the opportunity to either pick and choose if you're going to help or if you're not. And that sounds terrible, like I'm premeditating not helping her. But all I'm saying is that, like, that is going to be humbling for someone like her yeah. to have to come to the person that she's shamed. And she. I would actually really like it if that were to happen, even if it was something really silly, like she just needs a cup of milk or something. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. I don't she's even, not coming to my People house don't even do that milk. anymore. No one like goes to their neighbor's house and asks yeah. for a cup of milk. But let's just say that for whatever reason she does, I actually would think that would be really cool because. I'd be eager to hear if and when that time comes, what your response would be, why your response was the way that it is, you know, and then how, what her response and her posture is. That's uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know how I would have responded. I think it shows a lot of growth though, for you when you're going, 
And okay, so I think this podcast is uh, an attempt for us to get our heads on straight when it comes to things like this. Sure. Because most of my life, I'll say, and I think a lot of people, if they're being honest, will resonate with this and agree. Most of my life, I've not approached situations or circumstances, <laughs> conflict, whatever, and been like, how would Jesus handle this situation? Like, it sounds cheesy, but you remember the old WWJD uh-huh. bracelets? Uh-huh. That sort of got so popular and gimmicky that it sort of lost its meaning. But I think where you and I are at in this faith journey of exploring our beliefs and our faith and our practice is we see Jesus as more than like the mascot for Christianity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, that's yeah. sort of like how he's been for me. He's been the mascot of Christianity. He's been the genie. He's been the like all these things that were pretty impersonal to me. And I would have said it was personal, but it was all just, you know, language that I was using. But now we're at this point where we're actually approaching it going, hey, this dude named Jesus was pretty dope. He was counterculture. He did like strong like things that were just wacky things. Yeah. yeah like he rubbed people the wrong way uh, for good things. Like he, he hung out with people who the religious people said, you shouldn't be hanging out with them. And so I think as we learn to see Jesus through a different lens and see our faith through a different lens and understand God through a different lens, I think it's a really healthy place to go, okay, pause. In the in this moment that I'm in with this fence controversy, whatever, um, I wonder what my character is gonna gonna bleed, you know? There you go. Like Yeah. That's I mean that's a good way of putting it because there, there were several moments in this whole altercation, which it drug out for like two weeks. But there were several moments where I thought, okay, I'm either going to be about what I talk about or I'm just going to let this lady have it because I'm yeah. tired of people like this. Yeah. And what, what I actually, what the next thought was, it's not even necessarily as much. Sometimes it wasn't even as much of like, am I going to be a real Christian or not? It was more about if I say what I want to say, this is just going to blow up into something that it doesn't need to be. Right. About offense. Well, you know? I'll say this too. I think, and we, I think we've talked some about this, but I, you know, when we talk about Jesus, it, a lot of times it can be done like in this Bible belt. It, it can all be done in terms of like what Jesus does for a person, eternal life and being saved and all this kind of stuff. But if you actually look at the stories about Jesus and the things he did, the way he spoke and interacted with people, there's a lot to be said about how he taught us to be humans. Yeah. And so in a sense, even though you may not have been like cognitively and consistently processing like, oh my gosh, am I being like Jesus? Am I being a good Christian? Am I reflecting the faith properly? There's something to be said about you internalizing a concept of, am I being a good human? Yeah. Because honestly... That right there is a question that I wish more people, myself included, would talk more about because it, sometimes it's not. It's not a. It's not a faith thing. How many times have you been told, or or maybe you just felt the pressure to like, especially when you were more involved in the church world, you know, you had to sort of keep your habits or your practices or your your hobbies or whatever your language, any of it. You had to keep it kind of within a certain boundary because now you're a representation of that church or whatever. Yeah. And so now your motives aren't like, man, I want to be a good human. I want to be good to people. I want to learn that. I want to honor this. Instead, your motives get 
diluted. Yeah, I don't want to disgrace my pastor. I don't want to disgrace my church. I don't. Yeah, to, the brand. It's not even about you or being a good person. It's not about God. It's more about yeah. It's PR, dude. It's image. It's, yeah, the president and the people who work for him do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think there's. It's funny how this whole conversation started about this. Here, let me tell you a story about a fence, and here we are, like reflecting this deep. Well, that's what meaning, I want to get into this stuff. meaningful thing. Well, I think it's yeah. There's a lot to be said. I'd be interested in um, having her on the podcast and sharing. Well, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I know that's not happening. Because I'll tell you this: a part of me was glad that it happened over text message. Because yeah, I feel time. like if it was because there were there were a few text messages that I got from her that I didn't respond to her. Like I gave it like two two and a half days before really? I responded to her. So it gave you time to like get your get your thoughts in order so that you didn't just because that's yeah, if she would have called me and I would have been in your shoes, I mean, I I think my brain processes so fast sometimes, like or I tell you what, my mouth processes too fast and my brain maybe doesn't <laughs> yeah. process fast enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it would have been a, a real time conversation, I don't, well, I mean, real I, time, I would have said if, something stupid. If she would have knocked on my door and told me half of that stuff, I would have told her to get the hell off my property. <laughs> like real And then time. she would have argued with you about whether she was on your property or not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. I just find the whole thing interesting because it was like, all right, the rubber is about to meet the road about what I've been thinking about and processing for the last two and a half years. Well, I I did have a similar uh, – I'll tell this one story real quick. I don't – tell me if I've – have I told you about – I think I've told you, but I don't think I've told it on the podcast. But I'll end with a story that is similar to your experience, and my response was very different. Okay. We have some college kids that live across the street from us, Caddy Corner. And they're always like having people over lay, you know, their big loud trucks, their music's loud, which is fine. You know, you live in a neighborhood, like you expect that we're close to a college campus. Yeah. We don't have a problem with that. And, uh, and my neighborhoods used to have a lot of rental properties, but now it's more like people who own, but this particular house is a rental property full of college kids. And one night, and part of this goes to show how like old and boring we are. It's like, you know, 10, 11 at night and I'm over here getting mad. But one night... <laughs> Dude, they yeah. were being so loud. There's a there's a kid outside. They're all outside, I guess, like smoking and drinking. And um, one of the kids is just being loud and obnoxious. I think there was a fight that almost happened, and they like grabbed this belligerent dude. I went to the window and looked, and they were like throwing him in a truck and making him leave. Well, then some drunk idiot is literally trying to throw a bottle across the street to see if he can hit like a tree or a something. I don't know what he was trying to do. And dude, it set me off. They're they're being so loud. We're trying to go to bed, and it's they're just being super obnoxious. And I I thought, well, I can't go out there. I literally walked out in my underwear at one point, but I was like, I can't go confront these kids because I've gotten old and fat, and these are like college dudes. They'd probably beat the crap out of me, you know. So just for context, was this on the driveway side of your house, or is this on the front? No, it's side? on the front side. So it was like extra loud. Yeah, 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 because it was close to the window where our bedroom is. So, yeah. Um, so it was just super loud. So I end up like going, like, you know, my wife is like, okay, yeah, you know, she's wanting to call the cops. I'm like, no, I want to go handle this. I, it, like, if that dude throws another bottle, I'm going to go freaking <laughs> slam it against his head, you know? And I'm like, seriously getting really worked up about this because it's late at night. 
I end up throwing sweatpants on. I kid you not, I did this. I threw my sweatpants on, grabbed a flashlight, I went in my fridge, I grabbed a carton of eggs. <laughs> I promise, dude. Oh, this is great. I went in the backyard and I was like, and the way my backyard is, if I go to the one side, I could I could sneak sort of back around this little alleyway that's like in between my house and my fence. Um, but I've got it blocked off so I couldn't get back there. And I was like, well, I can climb on the roof. And then I stopped and I was like, I'm a... I'm in my 30s right now. Like, I can't be throwing eggs across the street at college kids. Because I was just thinking I could throw an egg at their, like, truck, you know, like their $50,000 truck that their parents paid for. And it, But it reminded me of that time that we shot BBs. We won't go into that one. Yeah. We, we'll tell that one on the next episode. Yeah, we'll tell that so. one. But uh, anyway, I tell that story to say you handled it well because I didn't handle – you didn't handle it at all. You just avoided it and threw eggs at people. Well, I didn't. And cursing and calling the police and telling well, they like, well, somebody's throwing eggs at us. No, I didn't do it. I didn't. Oh, you I know. I didn't throw okay. any eggs. I, okay. That's why I was sitting there. Stop. I stopped and I was like, I can't get on my roof right now because I'm like half naked. <laughs> I got these eggs. It's dark and wet out here, and I'm 31 years old. Like I can't go throw eggs at the college kids. Like. That would have, really, have been a really funny story, though. Yeah, and then the next day, Kirsten, of course, is telling everybody about it, and she's making fun of me, like, oh, yeah, Matt's getting all tough going, and he's going to throw eggs at the college kids because they're having their music blasting at 9.30 on a Saturday night. Like, yeah, I feel like an old man, but I guess we should wrap it up. All right, guys. Well, uh, leave some comments on our social media. Let us know what you think you would have done. Maybe uh, yeah. Please maybe not leave us a long rant about what you wanted to do or 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 do. I don't care. Thanks for tuning in and holla, holla, holla.